Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Well, welcome to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of, of news and commentary on important issues for our lives. I'm Jean Till and so grateful to be here at Straight Talk, where we've got questions, we've got answers, and I have John Gaffney in the studio here with me uh, to talk about the Synod on Synodality. What in the Sam Hill is that? We're going to delve into it here shortly. But first, I have some uh, events for you to put on your calendar. Uh, you know those Eucharistic miracles, those banners that we have? Oh my goodness, they are just amazing. There's 40 of them. They are going to be on display at the Basilica of St. John from February 8th through the 23rd. The Basilica is open from 9 to 5. And what a perfect precursor to going to adoration, to spend some time. You're not going to be able to do all 40 of them with any depth. You're going to have to go back several times to to really delve into them. And so um, they're going to be traveling all around. So the February 8th through the 23rd is at the Basilica. Uh, the Man Up West Power Lunch, it's the second Friday of the month. So for February, that's February 11th. It's at St. Francis of Assisi from noon to one. You do need to register because you get lunch from Chick-fil-A, but you can also bring your own. That's fine. Um, but you do need to register so we have enough seats and we're ready to go. So Man Up West is February 11th. And then mark your calendars for the third Wednesday of the month for the healing service at St. Ambrose Cathedral at 7 p.m. So the next one is Wednesday, February 16th. So you're going to want to attend that. And then I would invite you, personally invite you to join the Sarah Club. That's S-E-R-R-A. Their purpose is to pray for vocations to the priesthood and religious life for the Diocese of Des Moines. You can come to be a part of it. We have some social events. We have Happy Holy Hours, which is a great opportunity for Mass and prayer and then a good time of social and oftentimes a speaker. But we have a welcome event for our new members on February 27th. So uh, if you want to participate, go to uh, Sarah, S-E-R-R-A-D-M, or you can just email me here at the station. I'm a member. I can. I would be happy to get information to you. Uh, Sarah Club is a wonderful organization, even if you only pay your dues, which is 120 bucks a year is all. And that helps our seminarians. We send them birthday cards, all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, we are. Um, you can pray at home. I mean, it's it's a wonderful ministry. But back to the synod on the synodality. John Gaffney, Director of Evangelization Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines. What? <laughs> First of all, nobody knows what a synod is. It's, right. a, it's a meeting or something. And the synod on synodality, so the meeting on the meeting? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I kind of liked how uh, we were talking about it, which I won't repeat to your uh, listeners. But Gene uh, was giving me some pretty straight talk yeah, on that's... what is this? Yeah. Uh, so, so a synod is uh, a gathering of of consultors, uh, and we have people. that of people. But okay. in this particular case, when it's at the Vatican, it's usually those with pointy hats. Oh, uh, I don't have one of those. We don't have one of those. No. Uh, but uh, uh, there are some times that they invite guests in to, mm-hmm. to be a part of it. But synodality uh, is part of parish life, school life. In the Catholic Church. And we don't even know it. 
we don't well we don't think about it mm-hmm. uh, and that's what the Pope's asking us to really spend time doing so think about this uh, your pastors or your principals um, need consultation to make the best pastoral decisions possible uh, so they have pastoral councils and they have school finance boards. school boards mm-hmm. finance committees a faith formation committees mm-hmm. uh, social justice committees whatever different types of committees that gather um, the kind of the landscape of what's happening in that particular area and then going ahead and trying to make the best pastoral decisions for for the parish community. So we have all those committees. So why, again, do we have to have a synod on synodality? Aha. 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 <laughs> well, think about, and again, this isn't in every place, um, but I would say it's in a vast majority of places. When we gather these wonderful people who give consultation to Father or to the principal, we're thinking inwardly. We're thinking about brick and mortar. We're thinking about people who are coming into our parish uh, church. No, we're not. We're, what's in it for me? Yeah, well, there you go. You can get even yeah. more into mm-hmm. that microcosm. Um, we're rarely thinking parish boundaries. You know, so, for example, you're a member at St. Teresa's, and I used to be a member mm-hmm. there until Jane and I moved to Norwalk. Do you realize that St. Teresa's parish boundaries comes clear out to I-80, I-35, north of the uh, 235? So all the way from Waveland, uh, Waveland Golf Course, right up to Hickman, mm-hmm. down to two thirty-five, and then clear out to here. When we're looking at that, um, when decisions are being made by Father Raphael or Ellen Stemler is the mm-hmm. principal, um, are we thinking the fullness of the parish boundaries? Because your pastors are responsible for every soul, Catholic or not, in those parish boundaries. Do they have yikes? Yeah, I know. So, 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 out of duty to our our, our holy priests uh, and to our bishop, we really need to get a better handle on how we're doing some of these things. So, the Pope said, "You know, we need to get better at this um, as a whole church, as a universal church." And so, um, so I want us to learn how to do synodality better, and then even more so put it into practice in our structures, ever more so. So that's kind of the short of it. That's what synodality is, already is in our churches. It's not something new, something that's been embedded since the very beginning of the church. Um, But it is something that Pope Francis really has asked all the bishops to spend more time trying to figure out, especially since we have such a large number of people who are disaffiliated, Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of people who have just left the church. So this isn't so much about <clears throat> bringing all those folks back. Could be. Could be. It's not about converting all of those pagans. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Could be. But it's really about recognizing the the souls that are in your geographic boundary. Yes. And and how, and, and how to care for them. Yes. How and can how we help them? them? How how do we bring <clears throat> the gospel uh uh to each of those individuals. Well, folks, that's a great boundary, a great boundary, a great, <laughs> a great framework for our conversation today with John Gaffney, the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis. Now, folks, we're going to do a three-part series because this topic has been naturally broken into three parts. So the first is 
a call to communion, which when I first read this, I'm thinking it's a call to Eucharist, but it's broader than that. Next week, we're going to talk about the call to participation, and the third week in the series is call to mission. And we're each one of us are, are called to be a part of this. So I hope you can be with us for all three weeks of this special series on, on how to learn and practice to walk together. Direct quote from Dr. John Gaffney. <laughs> You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Fast Signs. Learn more about their signs, digital signs, banners, and other products and services at fastsigns.com or 515-224-1210. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Blessman International. According to a global food security report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help them all, but how about one? One child. Blessman International provides 60,000 children in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you, Blessman International, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, offering insurance products for farm, ranch, machinery, livestock, and much more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Cindy's phone number is 515-226-2111. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75%. Yes, 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits beginning January 1st of this year. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Till, and joining me is John Gaffney. And we have so much to cover. We're, cover. We're trying to decipher which of these topics we want to delve into. So, John, this this first of I, I remember you described it as a three legged stool when yes. we had talked about this one other time. So the first leg is the call to communion. And again, I was thinking that it's communion in the sense of the Eucharist, and I'm like wait a minute, that whole sodality thing, you know, the boundaries, all the souls, we're not converting everybody, and now we want them to go to communion. No. So explain the difference between communion and communion. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, so first of all, uh, Eucharist should be at the core of who we are as Catholics. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, and I know for all of our Iowa Catholic radio listeners, uh, I'm speaking to the choir. <laughs> Uh, but to be honest with you, we know from the Pew research, which I do have a little bit of a issue with the Pew research that said, mm-hmm. you know, only one in th- or only thirty percent believe in the real presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, or attend mass, or attend mass. Yeah. But I will say this: the the amount of people who do believe in the real presence has had a significant drop. Um, so, 
So again, I'm not going to, that's uh, a colleague of mine at the Pastoral Center who's focused on Eucharistic renewal. But we, I think the first thing to think about communion is to think about um, what it really means to be a person of the Eucharist, to to receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity, and then take that out. Because it's that communion rite, I guess what I want to focus in on that communion rite is the great image of what this first part of the stool is about. So, so think about this. You're attending Mass, uh, first of all, which is really quite amazing. Think about the people in Mass. Not everybody is um, has the same belief systems. You know, we're in unity, but we're not in uniformity. Mm. And so you've got people from all sorts of walks of life. You've got some really wealthy people, some people who are really struggling. We have Democrats. We have Republicans. Republicans. Yeah. You've got every... And so they're all here focused on Jesus. Um, and then they get in line to receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. And you're standing next to somebody who uh, politically or on some of the issues, uh, they may be inside the Catholic circle, the box, mm-hmm. but their thinking is is much different than yours. And yet you're receiving Jesus the same as that mm-hmm. person's receiving Jesus. That spirit of communion is what we need to think about when we leave church. When we need to take Jesus with us when we're having conversations. As opposed to thinking, how dare they receive communion? Exactly. When I know that they are pro-choice. Yeah. How? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and then I'm going up to get Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm passing judgment. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing. Uh, so, so one of the aspects that Pope Francis has been really urging everyone to think about is is really what active listening is about. When we've been doing our strategic visioning process, mm-hmm, Gene, mm-hmm. Uh, which has included a uh, a portion of synodality, or uh, we've been trained to learn about compassionate uh, compassionate conversations, and that is to listen to the person who's right in front of you without judging, and that is really difficult, especially when you're having a conversation with somebody who has lots of issues with the church. Mm-hmm. Issues that the church is not going to change, um, and yet that person in front of me is made in God's image and likeness. And they're using inflammatory language that just gets the hair in the back of your neck standing up, and you want to fight back. Exactly. Because those are fighting words, buddy. You know, how dare you say that, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think the Sunday... The second reading, I think St. Paul has a lot of wisdom for us when it comes to communion. And Sunday's second reading, whether you did the long or the short version of it, mm-hmm. really provides some things for us to ponder as we're having conversations with the person who's right in front of us. The, this, sun, this last Sunday. This last Sunday. From 1 Corinthians 13. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, Corinth, uh, what people may or may not know if, they've done, if they haven't done Bible studies, is Corinth was kind of like the Las Vegas of, of the ancient world. Maybe even Woo-hoo. much worse. Um, they had flashing lights. They had flashing lights. <laughs> they, they had a lot of things, Gene. Um, and, but they also had this me, me, me attitude. Uh, they had this disparate, uh, kind of this, uh, the wealthy uh, looking down at those who were um, without. Mm-hmm. And so this first letter of St. Paul really is scolding the Corinth community. And so this this one part that we use a lot of times in wedding liturgies uh, really is great advice for all of us as we're thinking about communion. So I would, 
I would propose to uh, the Iowa Catholic radio listeners, and I'm pointing the fingers at myself mm-hmm. too, uh, to read uh, 1 Corinthians 13 often. Well, and as I was actually contemplating it because it was this Sunday's reading, and it's like, love is patient. And we did have that at our wedding. It's one of my husband's favorite scripture verses. And, you know, love is patient, love is kind. And it's like, it's not um, patient and kind with your spouse only. And oftentimes, because it's at weddings, you think of it as a one-on-one relationship with the person that you're marrying, as opposed to... I'm supposed to love you, John, and be patient and kind with you. And, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to do this with everybody? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I like that or no. No, I'm just kidding. <coughs> but that's why we do have the uh, Sacrament of Reconciliation. Oh, Jane. thank goodness for that. Thank goodness I, for I that. need that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation about this call to communion, the first leg of the three-legged stool on the Synod on Synodality. Yes, that's, tr- if you can spell that by the end of this three weeks, you get a gold star. But yeah, it's about how we can walk together with everyone in our life, in our community, in the boundaries of our church. This is Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Rick Schaefer of Sullivan Auctioneers, LLC, conducting professional full-service auctions for farmland and farm machinery since 1979, and Sullivan Land Company Real Estate Brokerage, 515-313-5508, SullivanAuctioneers.com. The Iowa Catholic Radio Network is supported by our listeners and business underwriters. Join us today in welcoming a new underwriter, Knights of Columbus Insurance General Agent Michael Borman, providing financial security to members and their families, online at kofc.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Established in Des Moines in 1924, St. Vincent de Paul assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient by helping to remove roadblocks on their journey out of poverty. St. Vincent de Paul helps with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner reentry. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. The Society of St. Vincent de Paul, svdpdsm.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mary's Cleaning Care. Mary's Cleaning Care cleans everything from residential to commercial in Des Moines and surrounding areas. Mary'sCleaningCare.com Thank you, Mary's Cleaning Care, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Till, and my guest today is John Gaffney. He's the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis, and he is the point guy Point man, the um, wingman, the <laughs> what are the other ones that you could be um, for the synod on synodality? And uh, John, before we get into this, the Trinity, what is? I mean, this is you're doing research around this. You're you're doing education pieces with parishes. What are the things that you are doing to help us all be prepared for what may happen at the 2023 synod of bishops? Great question. So right now what we're looking at for 
this first part is was our data collection that was happening through our strategic visioning process. I believe the Holy Spirit was knocking on Bishop uh, William Johnson uh, before Pope Francis because uh, we were ahead of the game mm. when it said, you know, we need to see what the landscape of the diocese of the Church of Southwest Iowa, wh- what is really happening? What, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, not just mass numbers in October and, and things like that, but but where are we at? We haven't done that kind of uh, reaching out to a wide variety mm-hmm. of people, um, probably since Bishop Dingman. Oh. So, um, and so structures change. All these mm-hmm. different things happen. So uh, last summer, we began by uh, um, having a lot of one-on-one conversations, just like you and I are having. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so what are, what are our strengths? What are the weaknesses? Uh what are opportunities that and we, challenges, and, and what are the challenges? Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, there there's a lot more people thinking about the threats and challenges than necessarily always the opportunities. But it was amazing. So, and then we had about thirty five to thirty eight focus groups. So, groups of people between eight and twelve, including uh, here at Iowa Catholic Radio, was one mm-hmm. group uh, to to ask them about. Um, how are they journeying with um, with the Iowa Catholic Radio community to Christ? Mm-hmm. And and again, gathering uh, this this data um, all throughout the Church of Southwest Iowa to now, get us the survey that we've seen recently. It was mm-hmm. in the mirror. Is that a part of this? It also? is. It is excellent. You're putting the pieces together. So so we had all of these different groups. And of course, you can think it was actually about 140 pages, maybe even 150 pages of data. Oh my goodness! And and so that's just uh, so so um, this group of people who are not at the pastoral center, they're uh, individuals, clergy, and laity from all around uh, Southwest Iowa, um, got together. They looked at all of this and developed about 15, 16 themes that were coming out of this. And that's what the survey was about. Can people it, still take the survey? Yes, but you got to do kind of quickly. So, um, uh, so by the middle of February, the survey will be off because we kind of need then to right. uh, to take that those rankings. And that's what it was basically. It's like, okay, um, if we can only do so many priorities, which priorities are <laughs> the most important? Fifteen priorities is not going to exactly. Yeah, going to water them all down if we try to do all of them. Yeah, and yeah. we can't actually talk to everybody. So this is an opportunity again, in a more consultative way, using a survey to be able to uh, gauge where people are at, mm-hmm. and we know exactly where people are taking them at. What so it's are it's the Council Bluffs area? Is it right here in the metro, or is it in one of our rural communities? Mm-hmm. So we can kind of see that as well um, as we take that into. Uh, find out what is our vision and what are our priorities. Well, you mentioned the Holy Spirit was knocking on on Bishop Johnson's door, and that's one of the pieces of this call to communion, the first leg of the stool, and um, not just the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Trinity. You know, and yeah. and I one time in prayer, I had this um, vision of what the Holy Trinity is, and it was a tornado. You know, it's, you know, how you have the hot and the cold air. That's, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and the eternal exchange of love. And then the Holy Spirit is as the funnel comes down and lifts us up um, into, you know, that eternal exchange of love. So that's my my visual image when I think I of the that. Holy Trinity. I've never heard that before. Oh, uh, so that, uh, I love that, Gene. Well, so how does the Holy Trinity fit into 
this call to communion? What what is why is this a why is it here? Yeah, so so one one of the things that you know, a lot of people are focused on Jesus because it's the Eucharist. So mm-hmm. Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. But we got to always remember it's it's Jesus, it's Christ who reconciles us to God. So think about that crucifix. I don't know if people are looking at the crucifix in their church when they are um, receiving Holy Communion. Mm. But, you know, you've got Jesus reaching out to fallen humanity with one mm. arm mm. on the cross, Jesus reaching out to his Father on the other arm, and we become, uh, he gives us that bridge to the Father. So he's reconciling us to the Father. Um, but at the same time, Jesus, we know, is sending out the Consoler, Jesus at, uh, at his ascension um, and the Pentecost. So uh, he unites us with each other then in the Holy Spirit. So he's doing all of this that's happening in the Eucharist at our rite of Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. And again, that love, we got to think about how precious that love is, that that is, uh, it is a, it is an, it is not a commodity. Sometimes I think we think of love as the commodity. We got to get rid of that language and just think of love as sacrificial. What will it take for me to sacrifice for the person who's right in front of me? It's easy to do it with someone you love, although families can be challenging. Right. (laughs) But it's really hard when that you're on a a line uh, hoping to protect babies from abortion and you see people walking in or those people who are working as hard as they can, legislative-wise, maybe in your face, to try and keep abortion going. That's when it really. That's when thinking of that image of the, the of the holy of of God the Father, the Son and the Spirit, and that love uh, is there because it's that love it's going to triumph over all of the ills of society. You know that reminds me of the um, of of a news story or a, a post recently about the March for Life. That typically when there's a march on Washington D.C., it's filled with anger mm. and protest and you know, battle cries. And whereas the March for Life was a march for love. Yeah. And yes, there were battle cries, but it was a battle cry of of love and salvation and, and hope for babies. And and it, so it, it's that's a very large image of that synod on synodality, that exactly. we are all walking together with a common purpose, even though even among that group that is very unified in their love of of life they are probably democrats and republicans catholics and lutherans and all sorts of folks that come from different points of view all coming together for that common in communion that's a powerful image thank you for sharing that gene exactly that that uh and i think one of the reasons i i'm projecting my own bias on the media. But I think one of the reasons it doesn't ever get a whole lot of coverage is because it's not a whole bunch of angry people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's this incredible, um, amazing showcase of love. Um, and year after year, I've heard enough story. I wish I could, have, uh, could get away. I will eventually get away mm-hmm. for the March for Life. But, um, but when I hear all of the stories, uh, it's, it's just absolutely amazing the amount of love that God has poured into those hearts that they are spreading. And that is powerful. You know, think of Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Selma and all of those things. The, there is power in the Holy Spirit to go out uh, in love, and we just have to cooperate with that. Well, I think that's a great point to end on. 
to go out in love. That's our call to communion for today, that we are to go out today to, to love others that we run into, that we connect with. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. Come back next week. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com.